0: Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikutsi and you are listening to the Jazzy's podcast.
1: On est bien peu de show et mon ami la rose me l'a dit ce matin. Alors je suis né, baptisé de rosée. je me suis épanoui, heureuse et amoureuse. Au rayon de soleil, me suis fait la nuit.
0: Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikutsi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call the Jazz Is Podcast. And it's brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazzes editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. On this episode of the Jazz Podcast, we are delighted to be joined by the acclaimed vocalist Raquel Bitton. She shares insights into her latest musical venture, C'est Magnifique, a celebration of the French chanson tradition, which marks her 10th album release. This exceptional record features a captivating 24-piece ensemble and is co-produced in collaboration with Rafa Sardina. During our conversation, Raquel Biton delves into the deeply personal aspects of this album, shedding light on the significance of lyrics and the stories within the songs that guide our selection process. We explore how the French language itself can imbue a song with a unique ability to convey thoughts, feelings and emotions. All this and more in a conversation that is, dare I say it, magnifique. So fire up on Audiotini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air, this is the jazzys podcast?
1: suis
0: Hello, Raquel. Welcome to the Jazzes podcast.
2: Oh, bonjour, Matt. It is such a great pleasure to be your guest today.
0: We'll be speaking about, uh, your new album as well. C'est magnifique. You know, the usual icebreaker question that we have on this podcast series is I like to ask the artists that I speak with to share a memory with me from early childhood or early life of when they remember distinctly awakening to the beauty and power of music. And you know, the type of memory that when you think back to it, you realize maybe that's when I started to somehow realize that music would be the thing for me and that one day maybe i would like it for it to become a career for me
2: this is beautiful question and i'll tell you what um, this is so befitting to this album Uh, the first song on the album is called mon ami la rose and i was mon dieu Seven or eight years old when um, my father was playing this recording and I stopped and I listened and I was so mesmerized. I knew I was going to one day become a singer. That's all I wanted because of this particular song. Mon ami La Rose, sung by a folk singer Uh, by the name of Françoise Hardy. And um, my father regretted letting me know where his recordings were because I just went for it and listened a thousand times. I loved it so much. And this album for me has, as we say in French, a raison d'être, a reason for being. It is a panoply of songs that are the backgrounds of my childhood, as well as um, when I got a bit older and uh, to my mature years. And it is um, a reflection of what I love best in a song. If I may share this with you, what I love best in a song, are words. That's why I am a storyteller, because I love love stories. And um, a song captures my heart from the get-go, from the lyrics. And then, of course, uh, uh, the music is just a, 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 a beautiful coat over the words.
0: That's very interesting. And uh, it's interesting also that you bring up uh, the importance of the words for you. And I guess when you bring that up also raises questions then about uh, the art of interpreting a song. As a matter of fact, I know that you have also uh, worked within theatre. Yes. So, Do you feel that somehow the two art forms have always interacted with each other as far as your vision of music is concerned, but also as far as your vision of theater is concerned?
2: Well, uh, uh, when you say and mention I worked in theater, it is because of the one woman show that I had um, written and performed in places like uh, Carnegie Hall, where Uh, I was surrounded by 3,000 people, and uh, I, I had a choice to faint or to arise to the occasion. And I remembered what I should be focused on, which is the words, the reason why I'm on stage. It's not to glorify me. It is to tell you a story, and telling the story of Edith Piaf, was such the school to go to. I mean, the perfect school to go to. I was not intimidated by my surroundings. I focused on the songs, and I delivered the story. And that's why my entire life, especially in recording, you have that luxury to take the time that you want. And... Um, As I tell my uh, co-producer, superb engineer, Rafa Sardina, who's won 18 Grammys so far, Mm. I tell him, if you don't get it on the first take, then you don't have it. Mm. Because uh, you cannot pretend you're giving, you're telling a story with all of your heart, if you have to go over it and over it and over it until you think you got it. Either you have it or you don't. And um, he understood the way that I worked. That means when I record, I want to hear all the beauty of the voice telling you, but also all the cracks and all the emotions that go through telling you this story in songs. And uh, that's the way that I perform.
0: And why don't we get into it a bit more when it comes to say Magnifique, you've got uh, some excellent musicians there, I believe a 24 piece ensemble. <laughs> so yes, uh, quite a lot of uh, musicians. But so uh, having said that, and the importance of understanding, I guess also the emotions and the story of a song, Do you then communicate uh, the story or try to help your musicians and your collaborators understand what the song is about? Uh, Does that influence the way in which the song is recorded?
2: Well, this is how it works. Uh, With me, it's always worked very well. Uh, 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 the following way. First of all, you have to be equipped with an enormous amount of wanting to respect the people that you work with. So the admiration is there. And um, uh, Jorge Escobar, who is a superb vintage, I would say, uh, uh, orchestrator and arranger, I submitted the songs to him the time spent was with him. Uh, I, I told him about each and every song. I told him the stories of them. I told them. I told him what instrumentation I thought would be best, and they were not obvious ones. For example, sometimes you just want your voice naked and having just a guitar and a voice telling the story, although you have a 24-piece orchestra. So it was a fabulous, marvelous journey in agreeing to how we're going to dress up the songs. And one of them was like a complete surprise to me and to Jorge. It's a 1929 song. As old as they get, that I had taken from my father's box of recording of LPs, the vinyls, and uh, the songstress' name was Rina Ketty, of Italian background. But she sang; she was like uh, so admired and loved in France. And she had this song called "To Sacrifice." I love the words. As I told you, that's what got me. Tout s'efface lorsque tu m'embrasses. Everything fades away the moment you kiss me. And I loved the melody. Of course, the style in which she performed it was vintage. But in studio, the musicians, 24 of them, gave it such a beat. Such a dancing beat, such it became alive in such a way. It be it's become now our uh, most coveted song uh, with a Latin rhythm, very beautiful, heavy Latin rhythm. So that's a surprise, as we say in French, c'est un grand cadeau. It's a big gift, and um, uh, and voilà.
1: Tout
0: The track you are hearing is from C'est Magnifique, the new album by Raquel Biton, available now. We'll resume our conversation with the artist in a moment. But first, I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazze's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazze's, Jazze's.com, and these Jazze's podcasts. Go to Jazze's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Raquel Piton. Raquel um. Piton. If we look at this album, there is, of course, the French heritage, uh, the francophone heritage. Uh, But then there's also the Latin element. And I wanted to know more about, since we're talking about an album that is quite personal, uh, to you and to your your life and to your story where the latin element actually comes from
2: it comes from the fact that uh, you know you cannot invent things they have to be you and i was lucky to be born in a magical place in the world it's called marrakech in morocco the french were there for so long and uh, was born there, and Morocco is close to Spain, and Portugal. So you've got the samba that I sang, I heard it um, growing up. Uh, Spanish was spoken as a third language in Morocco. French, Arabic, and uh, Spanish were like intertwined. Uh, so it was very natural. I found that, if I may say, after the phenomenon of Piaf, which uh, served me so well in my career, I found my niche, which was French, Latin jazz recordings. That's where my heart sits well.
0: One thing that I love about the fact that we brought up the, the importance of words so far is that uh, perhaps it's a coincidence, but I am a, a, a lover of the French language. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. I, I'm trying to learn it and uh, unsuccessfully. Perhaps the next conversation we'll have, we might have it in French, but uh, who knows. <laughs> but, but one thing that I want to uh, ask about, and I haven't had the pleasure of asking anybody yet, uh, uh, is when it comes to the French language, uh, and when you think about the power of words and the expression that they carry and the meaning that they carry, is there any aspect in particular that somehow the musicality of the French language lends to the uh, emotions that lyrics can express?
2: Oh, yes. You said it so beautifully. It is. It's a a, a lucky event in, in life that a language lends to. A romantic and poetic way of expressing yourself. It's true. Uh, we are French people, if I may say, very flowery because of the language. The language lends to poetry. You, you, you can ask me a mundane question, but my mind goes to right away, instinctively to how uh, uh, I can express myself poetically. That's because of the French language.
0: And there are, I guess, some also uh, unique sounds <laughs> to the language too that yes. maybe lend it a unique type of dra- uh, dramaticism or maybe expression of emotions.
2: Absolutely. That's beautifully said from your part. I would say the the R, the rolling of the R's is also an art. In art form, it's like, first of all, just imagine, singing is like a sparrow, Uh, birds chirping, and uh, they let out, when they sing, they let out these very happy sounds. And so the R can be said at the right time, Uh, can be, as we say, a frisson, where where you are... uh, 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 just so moved.
0: That's interesting. The rolling of the R. And I'm instantly reminded of that Piaf song, uh, Je ne regrette rien.
2: Oui.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> As I said, I'm learning French, but there's a lot of oars there. And yes. that, there must have been a, a powerful reason why <laughs> that is maybe contributed to its success.
2: Yes. But also just remember that it was the, the times. You know, when uh, she was famous, it was like the sixties, and in the sixties, uh, and, and prior to that, she began in the uh, she began in the forties. When you hear song stresses uh, sing in the twenties, thirties, and forties, it's very different than the fifties and sixties and seventies. You know, the R gets a little more sedate. Um, it's it's a uh, but. That influence of the Latin sound has always lived happily in French songs from the 20s on.
0: Uh speaking again about C'est magnifique uh we mentioned him a little bit earlier but uh I I, I would like to know more about this collaboration with producer uh, Rafa Sardina yes. uh who is a multi-Grammy winner has worked with so many great artists but I'd like to ask you how that collaboration first began and also what were the conversations that you guys had uh when you first envisioned the project
2: Okay so if I if I may say Rafa knows that I respect him so very much, immensely. And um, even in silence, he can feel my trust in him because he understands me. So there's not too much talk between us. It's action. Action speaks for us. So when... I first get together with my orchestrator and arranger, and we work for a whole year on 12 songs. Then we bring uh, Rafa in for the rehearsal, so he can hear 24-piece orchestra, singing, uh, playing. you know, in doing the work, and he can see me alive, then we record that's how i work i work best that way and he knows it it's our third recording together and we're already on the fourth we are already working on the fourth so um uh, it's not about sitting him and i and going over things and uh, no once the songs are laid down i do appear in his studio when he mixes, because I want to be part of every note, every sound. And he lets me, he trusts me when I say, Rafa, please go back to this point. And I think that I would love to hear this. And he does it because he trusts me as I trust him. So that's how our our collaboration is uh, thriving
0: and speaking about this story, which is another theme of our conversation that has reoccurred uh, throughout this uh, podcast episode, I- I'd like to also draw attention to the specific choice for the title Asse Magnifique. Now, if we see the program of this album as something that was carefully chosen to represent, uh, you know, things that you love about music and also uh, songs that you feel your own in in a sense. Why uh, choose this specific title for this album? What does it represent to
2: you? It is a total, a total happy accident of life. When we did C'est Magnifique, I had, the first time I had heard a version of C'est Magnifique was um, Ella Fitzgerald doing her version of it. And I thought, oh, how wonderful and clever. I love her. She can sing the phone book. I think that I she's superb. But then when we were in studio and we did C'est Magnifique, it came out the way it did, as a playful piece of, <laughs> of my personality. And I let go of all fear and all just I wanted to sing Uh, this song in a playful way. Voilà. And then, although there are so many other titles in there to have chosen the main title for, instinctively I said, mon Dieu, this whole album is magnifique. It is. The, 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 The musicians come to me, Uh, after recording each song, and they go, Raquel, I just love what we're doing. Uh, uh, Thank you for including us. And uh, I thought, bon, there's my title. C'est magnifique
0: There you go, (laughs) exactly. Uh, You know, I would also like to ask you, uh, now that the album is out, has been out for some time, what are the plans as far as live shows are concerned?
2: Okay, so the album only came out in July and the process of uh, being in the ballot for nominations of the Grammys is happening right now. I'm very happy to say that so far over 175 Top radio stations in the country have it on rotation, which is a gift and uh, which is amazing. And uh, uh, for a live uh, performance of these songs, we have not planned yet because it needs to be something that I can have the time to do. And um, I'm definitely going to planet for 2024
0: excellent is there any way in which people can keep up with the news
2: absolutely please come and uh, visit me at uh, my website raquelbiton.com and i'm on instagram at raquelbiton music and uh, it's uh, the news are always out there
0: it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you uh, Raquel thank you very much for joining us
2: Matt I, it is my great pleasure I love your magazine I love your podcast and um, I wish you and all of your listeners a lot of magnifique
1: times Being happy,
0: I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Raquel Biton, and I remind you that our new album C'est Magnifique is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz A's Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to Jazzes.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from C'est Magnifique by Raquel Biton plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more jazz podcasts, our print magazine and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikutchi signing off. See you soon.
1: C'est la zone,